was thinking today, uh, like people back uh, before World War II started as things were escalating, like how are they getting the news? Like how were they getting the message? When did they find out? Because I was like just last night just taking a shit, like literally watching play-by-play as World War III almost happens. It's so bizarre that we can do that. Yeah, we are getting the play-by-play of this war while you're taking a shit or whatever you're doing. If you're looking at Twitter and if you're looking at news on your phone, um, in past wars, it was all radio, right? Like a lot of radio, yeah. I guess early television, a lot of po- in like World War One was like a lot of postering and like propaganda what? posters were big, right? Yeah, so I guess you could be reading the newspaper and taking a shit and be like, yeah. oh, fuck. Because I felt like it helped me shit a bit, like just watching <laughs> like that. I think it was when I found out, uh, like, Iraq recently was hit with missiles from Iran. In the middle of all this Ukraine-Russia stuff, um, they were trying to hit the consulate, apparently. Um, just recently? Just recently. And it's not even... They're not even airing on a major news network, which is bizarre, because I think they're trying to get the facts straight first. But I was reading that, I'm just like, yep, this is it, this well, is it. But I've been saying that every day. I'm like, this is the trigger. There is, is the, There is something to be said with... And I don't, I'm not one of those big, like, the news is controlling your fucking, your narrative conspiracy theorists. But there is something to be said that the news does choose what they want to show to make good television, essentially. Absolutely. It's a television program that is what the news is doing. And I try and go, I, I go hard in both directions. I will listen to all the mainstream media and I will go hard in conspiracies and try and meet in the middle somewhere. Because they're both wrong, but they're also both right, and you got to figure out where. <laughs> and like the, when we talked about this already, but like the the cool thing about this war is it's the first time that you are getting it from the people firsthand because people can record their own fucking Instagram stories and TikToks, yeah. And that's where people are getting their news from, which is almost better because the people have control. Like regular everyday citizens can put a phone out their window and record fucking buildings blowing up. That's another thing. People, even though there is footage of that, people are asked, people are suspicious of why there isn't more of it. I'm like, there's already enough, but there's a perfect answer. Some guys just like, well, first of all, we have uh, like rockets hitting buildings. We have bombs going off, shells drop. We're not gonna risk getting blown up to stick our phone out the window and film what's happening. Yeah, and in in some cases, I'm sure some cell phone towers and stuff have fucking been blown up. Yep. And there's probably not a lot of cell service running around the Ukraine right now. Yeah. But uh but anyways, just taking a shit and watching it happen in real time in my own house is just like what a time to be alive. It's, <laughs> For it, now. It is a <laughs> little now. weird that it's like Yeah, there's a war going on. And there's been other wars that have gone on, but there's a war going on right now. But it's just kind of part of the news cycle and then you have to go to your everyday job and still worry about your own personal bullshit because it's not really it is going to affect us in the greater scheme of things but there's still your day-to-day life i was thinking about that the other day yeah it's not really affecting my day-to-day life not yet little increments little price rises inflation and gas is partly due to uh, ukraine being invaded yeah gas had to come down 13 cents so i could get here today from last week (laughs) yeah i haven't gotten gas in like two weeks i was i've been really good i got excited for 173 the other day i was like what the fuck (laughs) but i was excited because it wasn't 190 anymore 
Yeah, so, you know, they're suspected for the gas prices to go down, but that's just, you know, they're they're promising. They, they said something about Iraq is going to be fulfilling some of the, the uh, empty spots. Oh, ooh, wow. You almost spiked your meter there with that fart. <laughs> it's so strange that we fart on our own microphones and then talking to them. Yeah, it is strange. That's your microphone, though. I'm not talking into that microphone. It's true. It is my personal microphone. You fart on your own microphones. You fart on yours. All right. Welcome to We're Doom Podcast. Took a while to get into that intro, eh? Yeah, I like a little banter off the top. A little banter. Here with Brandon McIntosh and Tyler Shasma. We're here to tell you the bad news of the end of the world is coming. I think you know that already. You should know that already. Come on. It's the whole premise of the show. It's the whole premise. But you know what? Today's uh, news cycle, or We're Doom news cycle, is actually pretty positive. You know, I didn't try. Like, it's good to be. I'm, I am a positive person, believe it or not. You got to dig deep to find the positive stories nowadays, though. Yeah, but normally my sources for these crazy stories sometimes, for some reason, they're just spitting out hopeful stories. So oh, Before we get into those stories, though, yep. can we talk about the lady with the crystals last night? Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. Crystal ladies are serious, or crystal people. I shouldn't just say crystal yeah, ladies. Yeah, let's not genderize here. Any, any gender, any, whatever you want to be. People but if you have crystals, crystals, you probably take them and pretty I fucking serious. And I believe in what you believe in. David yeah. Bowie, man. Believe in what you believe in. But also have a I sense get. of humor. <laughs> it's like a crystal's going to blow up if you make a joke about it. All right, let's get okay, into Do you want to say what happened? <laughs> so I'm looking for uh gems crystals jewelry for a character i'm playing for a tv show we wrote and produced yeah season two is coming up this is the thing comedy satire comedy satire so i'm playing this uh pyramid scheme guru guy who's trying to sell hot hot jewelry aka thermal gems (laughs) it's not a real thing there's no such thing as thermal gems but i need i need crystals jewelry whatever to to build my character. Yeah. And so you put out a little ask on your Facebook to see if anyone you knew had yeah, any I, gems that we could buy or borrow to know, shoot this people. character. I definitely know people. And I so so the first person came out, she's a good friend of ours. She offered up crystals and a kimono, which is very helpful. Thank Not you, the Ray. dragon. Huh? Not the dragon. Not the dragon. Not the Komodo dragon, a kimono. Sorry. Yeah, kimono. Did I say Komodo? I don't know. <laughs> a kimono, like a it's traditional a, Japanese garb. Yeah, it's like a silky robe, essentially, with nice patterns. Uh, so that was very nice. But then the second comment came in. Uh, let's just bring it up here so I can say it word for word. Yeah, or, or even just play her voice memo. Oh, I'll play it. I'm not going to gonna say this This lovely girl's Don't name. say her name. Boy, she's a nice person. Don't she's just... Overreacting about crystals. Which, like, this kind of the reaction you want when you're writing good satire yep. is a bit of an overreact because we're not harming anyone. We're not hurting anyone with this character or this joke. It's not even a culture to appropriate. It, it, it is literally a character of somebody who sells gems. Yeah. They exist, and they're a little wacky, and that's fine. Be wacky, but we want to be wacky with this character. Yep. And, well, she inspired me a bit. But anyways, she, she read my, my post there, and she responded with, Why are you correlating having crystals with being a pyramid scheme guru? Crystals are sacred. I know crystals are sacred. They're All sacred, right. but they are sold by <laughs> pyramid scheme losers. Sometimes. Sometimes. At least in our world, they are. <laughs> so, when she asked that question, I just answered, Comedy. 
because she wanted to know why. Fair answer. So she said, somebody just suggested giving you a kimono as part of your comedy. This is gross. Now, does she think this is maybe cultural appropriation because it's a Japanese garb and I'm wearing it? I'm a white dude. I, I could see that. I could see how it could be considered a cultural appropriation thing. But also, you're not doing John Belushi doing the samurai on Saturday Night Live. Like, you're not doing yeah. a Japanese voice. I'm just you're, wearing and it's a... not harmful to Japanese people. You would just be wearing... And also... We've decided that's not what you're wearing. You're wearing a flowery blouse. We've already yeah. purchased it. I've already bought some 60-year-old woman's blouse from Valley Village. I bought two, just in case we don't like yeah. one of them. Ray was just offering the Komodo as a as a option. Yeah, and I like the option. And we're looking for, looking for crystals here. All right. So, my dick's, so I told her, I promise I will keep the kimono tied up, right? I don't need my dick flopping out on camera. Um... <laughs> Then Ray, the sweetheart who offers the kimono, says, that was me. It's not a Japanese kimono. It's one from Forever 21, and it covers a swimsuit. <laughs> Calm your tits. That's what they're for. I didn't even read that comment. That's funny. Oh, okay. So, I, so then she took this to my private messages. Yeah, she didn't want it to be public anymore. So she started sending you pot. And this is all within the first 15 minutes of you asking for props. Yeah. Like, we're looking for props for a television show. Yeah, so basically I answered her question with comedy, right? Yeah. And uh, she didn't like that. Yeah, but, like, comedy subjective. Yeah, I told her that's okay. It's okay if it's not for everyone. So she says, I would be mindful of what you're putting out there. We are very mindful. We're not being hurtful at all. This is it's comedy. Yeah, I don't want real crystals because they're sacred. Probably just some aquarium pebbles will do. Uh, the universe has a sense of humor. I'll be fine. This is really <laughs> sad. I'm sorry. You said She the, has no idea what the show is either, or no, the context. No context, other than you're looking for crystals for a character for comedy. So I said, context, context, context. Because people nowadays have lost touch of what context no, is. No, they react. This is a great example of someone reacting before knowing the context. Yep, they just saw crystals and guru and pyramid scheme and comedy. And they comedy. Just, the combination just blew up their, their fucking brain. Yeah, and like, honestly, I know this character because I helped develop it and it's not making fun of crystals at all really it's making fun of pyramid scheme people it's crystals are just the object it could be tupperware yeah i, <laughs> I could be a tupperware guru which we do touch you on. know if the crystal people come after us and we have to shut it down i'll be a tupperware guru no okay? i think it's just funny that we already have crystal people coming after us uh we haven't if even we have crystal people yet. picketing at our at our screening if we screen our new season i'm gonna be so happy you're just gonna get some voodoo hex put i'll be out there too dressed as my character <laughs> Anyways, get to the good part. All right. So there's a so she says there's a fine line between artistry and reality. I didn't know you guys went back and forth this much privately. <laughs> the most intelligent artists are respectful and reverent of that. They are. I hope you will see that. Wow. I didn't know you associated with such people that gross. Bye. So then I sent her the definition of satire. <laughs> <laughs> The problem is, like, I don't know how much you want to get into who this person is to you, but they like, like, they seem to like you as a person. Like, this yeah, is their first thing. They did. They did like me at one point. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then the last thing I get from her is just uh, this, this phone message. The best intelligence makes the best satire. Thank you. This is 
irreverent and totally like void of any neurons so enjoy and i will <laughs> the, like you guys went back and forth for a few minutes there and then she still felt the need to send you a voice memo and then block where, me from everything where you could hear it in her voice how yeah. disgusted she is with i you. was literally was about that... to apologize because i did not want to ruin her night but she blocked me so so i don't get uh, to you shouldn't you, you don't have to apologize for i wasn't going to apologize for what i'm doing i was going to apologize just that it upset her. That I that it upset her this much that a bunch of crystals. But like, if you're upset by comedy, look away. She hasn't even seen what you're doing yet. You put out a in search of ad for props to create a character <laughs> that has been created already in a smaller sketch. But it's it just it blows my mind that she sent a voice. Just so you can hear the cuntiness in her it voice. It sounded really good. Like she she. She was ready. It sounds like she has professional audio equipment. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really good. She's it like very. Good. I felt like someone else sent it, but I'm like, that was definitely her. Very articulate. Very articulate. Very well thought out. Yeah, the best. Com- like, yeah, she said it. Like, you know, she definitely has neurons going more than us. Clearly, yeah. but what's going on with crystals? What? What turns people into these crystal people? I get it's kind of new age practice. It's just something to believe in. I don't mind it. Like, believe in what you believe in, and they look cool. And, yeah, so I, so I work for a kombucha company, and our boss, she loves crystals, too. And she she has them in front of all the kombucha tanks, and they all have names, and there's no negative energy allowed in there. So, <laughs> Like, there's something to be said about we live on a planet that is surrounded by different minerals and stuff and those minerals do probably give off certain energies we know certain rocks and stuff you know everything gives off energy trees give off energy rocks i'm sure give off different energies yeah. like crystals are used often in technology and electronics because they're or cutting di- diamond cutters and stuff yeah it's just they're like all the way down to the atom structure and everything it's like perfectly aligned so it works really well with electronics i don't know how it works i'm not gonna get into that anymore yeah but like (laughs) you're allowed to make fun of them yeah and the people that use them absolutely and i'm going to make fun of them and when we shoot that scene i'm going to send it to this girl somehow and maybe she'll have a change of heart or she'll hate me more and she'll protest the tv show like i yeah and really we're making fun of people that sell things in a pyramid scheme yeah the crystals is just the object that we're using here because it's hilarious yeah and it's Um, just it's an idea i had for a commercial anyways of selling thermal gems because it's just a stupid idea yeah i don't want to give away too much of the show but this is the thing season two coming out in the new year check it out but uh yeah check it out even if you're into crystals yeah, I you'll probably like it. it. Yeah. You probably won't re- overreact. And, like, just have a sense of humor about yourself. Yeah. The universe has a sem- sense of humor. I like that God you said that, God has a too. sense of humor. I like that you said that the universe has a sense of humor, yeah, too. Look around you. It, <laughs> how could it not? How could it not? Look at everything that happens every day. Yeah, exactly. It's this tragic, hilarious <laughs> misery. What's going on in the news? News? Let's talk about some positive stuff. Yeah. Let's, uh, first one that popped up here, we got cancer sniffing ants prove as accurate as dogs in detecting disease. Incredible. Cancer sniffing ants. Cancer sniffing ants. Well, ants are fucking fascinating little creatures they are. They can carry, carry like 17 times their body weight and shit. And like they're one of the creatures that completely communicate all through, uh, the sense of smell and pheromones. So they're very accurate. 
that's the perfect most insects would be really good at this but yeah answer smart and apparently you can train them in another 30 minutes to do this you can train an ant you can train like a an dog ant. that's what they're comparing them to dogs yeah dogs would dogs take weeks almost a, a solid year of training Years for when they like training. smell drugs and bombs and dogs can also sense diseases and stuff right but like, yeah. these ants like they're they're on top of it they're Are you gonna get an ant farm now brandon I don't know. To see if it's only specific kinds of cancer. I guess um, it's something they pick up. It has a similar structure to cancer that they can pick up on. That's similar to something in their environment. So like a vibration so or a it. smell. It's a smell because they all they all communicate through pheromones. So when he, and when ants talk to each other, they're just like, "Hey, Bill. Hey, Gene." They don't say that. They just like, "Here's a here's a puff of stink. You, oh, really? you give me your puff of stink, and it just the message just." puts itself together in the brain. Is that how they know which one's the queen? Because she smells different and then they all work for the queen? They're a queen. They're a hive mind. So yeah. that's that's how hive mind works as well, yeah. all through pheromones. Like they're not like it's almost telepathic in a way. It but they're releasing like they're releasing chemicals that their brain is able to interpret as a, a message. But they don't have eyes. They have eyes. They definitely have eyes. But they don't communicate by seeing and talking. They communicate by smell and pheromones. pheromones. And, yeah, there's other animals that communicate through pheromones. Pheromones are very important throughout nature. And, and dogs, like, they're comparing yeah. it to dogs. Dogs pick up on your pheromones, and if you're nervous or scared, dog picks up on that. But I'm curious to see, like, <laughs> how does this treatment go? The, the, it just sounds like a scene out of Fear Factor to like, all right, Mrs. Henderson, we're just going to do a little <laughs> test here, see if you have breast cancer. We're going to dump this full jar of ants <laughs> on your bare chest. Yeah. Just sit still while we fill this room up full of ants. They'll find the cancer on your body. <laughs> and if you sit here for five minutes, you win $10,000. <laughs> now, now, the ants find the cancer, but they don't get rid of the cancer. They're not going to chew it out of you, are they? I think that's probably the next step we'll have to do. Turn them into little ant surgeons, right? Just eat the cancer away. Oh, imagine you just wake up in bed one night and you just like feel like a little bit of itch on your tit. And then you go and you look and there's just like ants going in, burrowing into your skin. And there's just like, there's a line full of ants going up you into this one spot because they've detected cancer and they're just eating it out of you. Might be a message. Yeah. If you wake up covered in ants, you might have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got an ant problem in this house. Cancer ants? I don't know if they're cancer ants. This is a specific kind of ant they use, too. I don't think they can just use any old ant. No, they can't use any old ant. Need a cancer ant. But that's exciting. It's very exciting. We should, we should be using more bug medicine. Nobody's getting their fucking balls sucked off by leeches anymore, either. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was a big thing. Le Same with honeybee stings. Leech People medicine? were getting stung by bees to get treated by things. I don't know if that actually worked or not. There's probably some insects out there that can help us, like these cancer ants. Absolutely. And I just, back to pheromones, though, I, I was, I forget, I was reading something, it was about the paranormal and the supernatural, and UFOs and ghosts and Bigfoot, and like, is this something that is developed by our brain? Are we hallucinating something? But does something trigger that? Something in nature? Something we don't understand? Whatever this phenomena is? Right. Maybe it's all of the above. Maybe they're all ghosts, UFOs, aliens, Bigfoot, sea monsters. Yeah, yeah. We've Maybe they're all the same that. thing. And whatever it is re releases some sort of pheromone. And when we sniff it, whatever, we interpret it as like a fear response. And it pieces again in our, in our brain rather than a message. You're just right. going to see Bigfoot standing in front of you. Or like Loch Ness Monster or UFO flyover. 
It's like, that was the idea. Because humans... Oh, like, so, like, the the pheromone like the, triggers the sighting? Yeah, that could be. Like, it could, the pheromone could trigger some message in your head that will basically construct this idea. It could... But what are you actually smelling, then? Who knows? That's the thing. Like, some sort of, like, the entrance to another dimension? It's, uh, like, it's hard. It, if you think about another dimension, it's going to have different sights and smells and sounds and stuff so uh, i don't know maybe you you yeah. walk across a black hole into another dimension it smells funny you look over and all of a sudden bigfoot's standing there and then he's gone yeah apparently bigfoot smells like shit so i don't well, know that's, that's what i was gonna say too that's something that comes up in bigfoot a lot is the pheromones and that they can that's why you don't see them often because they can smell yeah. you before you smell them type of thing Actually, the reason I got into this is because they're talking about Sasquatch might release pheromones. That's what I was trying to get Yeah, at. that's what I was. Is that his stink is so bad because people also experience messages, telepathic messages in their head from Sasquatches when they, in some cases, when yeah, they come across them. Same with like some uh, different mantis men. Yeah. Telepathic stuff. So they could have total control of their pheromones. Maybe they smell like shit for a reason. So, like, I uh, just heard on a podcast, Survivor Man, Les Stroud. Oh, ripped another. I'm going to end up shitting myself on this podcast. There's some pheromones floating around this room now. <laughs> what message are you trying to send me? <laughs> that the tacos were good tonight? The tacos were definitely really good. Thank you for the tacos. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, Bigfoot sent it out. So people like Les Stroud, the Survivor Man, he had a whole series about Bigfoot where he went looking for it. But he, had, I guess there's a scene that they took out because the producers thought it was too outlandish. They didn't believe him. But he said it was the God honest truth. He was out. I think he said he was in. They he, took it out of the TV show. The two, they, it was, they it was cut too, it out. It was too weird. Too real. Too weird. It's like it's not weird enough if you're looking for Bigfoot. But, you know, Bigfoot does get <laughs> it's, weirder. It's like if we release this episode, then the whole show is probably going to be over because it actually has answers in it. Kind of. More, or more like more questions. Okay. So Les Stroud, he's out there by himself. Um, he's in the Smoky Mountains in Kentucky, which isn't what I guess could be a Sasquatch hotspot. But he's there specifically to look for Sasquatch for this show. And he said as he was walking, all of his hair stood up. He got complete goosebumps. He said, which has never happened before. He says he's out in the woods all the time. He's coming across bears and cougars. He never has this fear response. He never reacts that way because he knows not to because the animal can pick, pick up, up on your fear. That, that fear and fear. So comes without with fear even months. seeing anything, he just got this sense, and then he got this overwhelming, overwhelming stench, and like this clear as day message in his head that said, "If you want to see us, spend the night here." Ooh. And he just stopped for a moment, and then it said look over to the hillside and he looked over to the hillside and he said there's about a nine foot tall sasquatch and a smaller one standing there but staring he at heard him. it telepathically he heard it telepathically brain, that's what he says which sounds fucking psychedelic man that sounds like little elves telling you to stay out of their house or whatever yeah but could it be a mind-to-mind connection or yeah. is he just releasing his funky smell and it's so bad and it just creates his me- <laughs> pieces his message together in his head because he's not the only one. That was just one example. I was listening yeah, to the whole but like, I would, I would probably believe that they're communicating with him over the, the weird one of him. He's just releasing off some smell or yeah. So Sasquatch, you know, he's telepathic. That's more believable to me. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's the more believable one. 
But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, Sasquatch is going to cure cancer. That's, that's the point we're getting at. <laughs> I don't know what point we're getting uh, at. I'm sure I, there's probably no cancer in the Sasquatch world. They probably figured that out with their pheromones. Yeah. Well, answer here to save us. That's what we found out. That's hopeful news. We're not so doomed. Uh, um, well, I sent you this article the other day. Yes, you did. It's, it's actually a pretty hopeful article. Like, they didn't have, you know, they didn't really talk about the dangers of it too much. But This is the next article. This is from Vice. It says, company plans to dig world's deepest hole to unleash boundless energy. I don't know if it's a good, I didn't read the article, but from the headline, I don't <laughs> think it's a good thing to do. You dig a big hole, you're going to wake something up. You're going to Yeah, the word disturb. unleash says it all. You're yeah. going to unleash something. So you put unleash in a headline, you're going to fucking wake up the underworld, you know? You're going to release fucking Godzilla on the planet. So the geothermal startup Quay's Energy has raised $63 million in funding to tap Earth's deep subterranean power. So this isn't new. People have been, this is one of the oldest sources of energy is thermal energy. Thermal gems. Thermal gems. Get your thermal <laughs> gems. I'm right here. Indigo hummus. Um, but yeah, that's been one of the oldest sources of energy. And But we've been tapping it from the surface. So anywhere there's volcanic activity, fault lines, we're able to basically use the steam and heat from, from the ground escaping and use that as energy. So mm-hmm. what these guys want to do... They want to dig 12 miles down, which... That's not even that far. It's not even that far when you look at the Earth. It's just like, it's it's nothing. But it, it, it would be the largest hole ever dug. The, they just digging the, a hole? Digging a hole. The biggest one right now, I think it's 7.5 miles, and it's in Qatar. Isn't there, like, but, okay, we're just talking about digging a straight hole, because there's got to be mines and stuff that are deeper than 12 miles. Uh, no. No? There's, no, 7.5 is the biggest one. Most mile, like most mines are just like a mile. They go two down miles. and then they go, they go down yeah. and then long. Like yeah, yeah. It depends okay. on the mine. Either way, all mines seem terrifying to me. I don't want to be underneath the earth's surface. But anyways, they want to get to twelve feet because at that point the temperature is so high within the rocks. Twelve it's miles, not five hundred. Huh? Twelve miles. Twelve miles. Yeah. You said feet. Twelve feet. Yeah. <laughs> twelve feet's not that bad. No, no. I've no. I've dug a twelve foot. That's like a double grave. But <laughs> a double grave. I want a double grave. Double uh, grave. Put me down extra deep. But I guess uh, 12 miles down, it, it's so hot. It's about 500 degrees Celsius. So any. So I guess what they're going to try and do is they're going to be able to pour water down the hole, and it's going to instantly vaporize and create steam, like huge amounts of steam. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're going to use for the power. That's what's going to power things. Make steam like a big power. steam engine. Steam engine. That's why it's one of the oldest it energy is. sources. Steam way, it is. But this is, ex- this is an extreme way to do it. Cause, uh, and it just seems like boundless, endless amounts of energy. Because it's never just going to cool down, right? Well, yeah, and you could dig a bunch of 12-mile holes. And what's even better is they want to... Rep- they want to do these at coal plants, so they want to shut down coal plants. You know, keep everyone like employed. Just okay. dig a dig a big ass hole and just have everyone like pulling energy from the earth and not from coal. That's a positive right there. That is positive, and like steam, I guess, is a regenerative energy source. It's not a fossil fuel. It's not cold. We can make steam. Like why why do you got to dig all the way down? Can't you just create like a big steam room? Yeah, but you'd have to create the energy to get that hot for the steam to happen. 
This is the earth creating the energy already. Right. That's why it's okay. hot. So we just have to dump water on it. Water is the only resource you really need for this. Yeah. Imagine so, everyone just has that in their home, a 12-mile hole. Yeah. <laughs> stay away from the hole. Yeah, stay away from the hole. You'll, you'll scream for three minutes straight. <laughs> in te- so the company intends to pioneer this technology using vacuum tubes known as gyrotrons that shoot millimeter wave light beams powered by electrons in a strong magnetic field. Weird. So yeah, I think they're going to burn a hole in the earth. <laughs> like, doesn't that take a lot of energy to burn a hole? Yeah. I guess it's worth it in the end, right? Maybe. Um, and they're hoping to get this thing going by 2028. So that's not too far away. It's six years away to get the first one going. Yeah. But you're right. It's like anything. Like we're trying to, any renewable energy source that you're trying to build is how much energy goes into creating it, right? Like yeah. that's everyone's problem with the wind turbines all the time. It's like they create, you know. Yep. They don't save as much as they create. And But if everything's positive, well, of course you get to the very last paragraph and that's when you start to put on the tinfoil hat, right? <laughs> Starts to talk about like Cthulhu and lizard people living underground. Oh, well, we don't want to disturb the mole man. And whole hollow earth theories, right? It's a hollow earth down there. Yeah, it's just like, woo! And Fall Godzilla. Right China. Godzilla's down there and all his friends. We don't want to unleash that. Is Godzilla a biopic? I don't know. It could be. I don't think, uh, you know, I, I say go for it. Oh, uh, for digging holes. Yeah. If it puts an end to burning fossil fuels and coal and biofuels, which is just fucking burning trees and whole forests just to create energy. Yeah. We got to look elsewhere. So why not look underneath us? Yeah. Why don't we use the energy that's all around us? We use the sun. We got solar. See, solar panels are good, but we, we almost don't have enough like of the uh, like the parts we need. To really have that, like, worldwide. Uh, and maybe really... we'll dig deep enough that you'll find a crystal that'll save us all. <laughs> That's true. You got, you've seen those giant crystal caves? Or like the, It just looks like a miniature person and just these giant yeah. crystals. That's maybe, crazy. Maybe those could help us. We, should, we should get this girl who hates should... me right now because of crystals. Maybe cause she, she could find a way. Maybe we shouldn't be making fun of crystals as much as we have been. <laughs> You know what? Is it is it bad juju? Are the crystals going to uh, curse us? I'm sure we've been cursed a few times, you and I. Look at us. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely someone with a voodoo doll of both of us somewhere. Yeah. I don't know who. Probably the girl. Probably, probably the crystal girl. Crystal girl, yeah. She probably made it last night Her after name's this whole not debacle. Crystal. Her, Her name name's not crystal. Um, it'd be funny if it was, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm all for digging holes. Dig the hole. Dig, dig the holes. Dig the holes. There you go. You can do it in your backyard. 12 miles down. It's not so bad. I got a shovel. Yeah. How are you going to get back up, though? Got to have a ladder. <laughs> 12, 12 mile ladder. <laughs> All right. Um, so we've talked about simulation theory before. A few times. Uh, we love talking about it because I'm pretty sure I'm convinced we're living in a simulation. I get little point. hints every now and again, like something with like people's names and like just like they're, they're who like people seem like they've been created through like non-player a, characters is yeah. that what you're talking about non-player characters yeah exactly what i'm talking about yeah but are, like they'll have a similar name and a similar story to someone else with a similar name and a similar story that is just like a background character in your life but you're like i've heard that name and that story before but it's com- someone completely different i think there's just a lot of boring people out there who yeah. live the same lives yeah. <laughs> they just live the life that's laid out for them by society yeah. i guess i'll follow these rules 
Mm-hmm. But anyways, this this uh, this scientist is is basically saying we're pretty much in a simulation and we should be happy about it. You know, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Doesn't mean you can't enjoy your life because I agree. If let's say it did come out in the news one day, we're living in a simulation and the whole world finds out. Whoever's running the simulation might go, oh, they know, and just shut her down, or right? Or there's a chance that if we're finding out about it, it's because they're telling us about it. <laughs> like, wouldn't it, like, think about even just playing, like, any simulation video game, you know, if you're just like, hey, this is all a simulation. <laughs> like, if we're finding out about it, they're telling us about it. Wouldn't that be the case? I don't think they want to, because if we are simulation, it is... Wouldn't they want it to play out naturally? Why would they interfere in any way? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Whoever the phenomena is, whatever's up there controlling us, is it the aliens? See, that's when I start getting into simulation theory and just the idea of UFOs and aliens, I'm like, these are the people controlling the simulation. Now, do you think we are all individually being controlled or is the entire thing, the entire Earth a simulation and we're just a reproduction of humans in that? You know what I'm saying? Like, are, is, are you being controlled by a single entity and I'm being controlled by a different entity? Or did somebody create a world and they created yeah. humans and now humans have created themselves and we've recreated and reproduced and we've made other humans? Um, does that make sense? Kind of, yeah. Like, I think it goes way, way back to kind of like the beginning of everything. Um a scientist was looking at it like, uh, kind of like a fifth dimensional, not fourth dimension, fifth dimension that this world we're living in. It, and <laughs> hold on, it's a lot to get your head around. Yeah, I wish I had it in front of me right now. It, uh, it was in my um, book about near death. I think we've all read enough on it to just uh, throw some mud at the wall here. So it's the idea we're in this fifth dimensional matrix that basically light. From the beginning of life, the, from the very There's early a... seeds. So it doesn't start with humans, but humans do develop, and it it seems right. as if certain things on Earth developed faster That's and what more I'm advanced. Saying. That's yes. what I'm saying. Even humans, there's certain yeah. humans that are definitely more developed than other humans. Yeah. We're not all fucking evolving at the same pace here. So if they're watching us and we're just we're growing, we're growing. And what if we just hit this level? We're just in balance with nature. And they're just watching us like, all right, this is boring. All right, let's kidnap some of these monkeys. Let's boost their brain. Yeah, exactly. Let's introduce psychedelic mushrooms or something. Or like that's like a little one-up thing, you know? Similar to what we've created in our simulations with video games and stuff, you know? You're in a video game and then you find a fucking mushroom, you grow bigger, you run faster. (laughs) Like we, Super Mario, we've created it in our own world already. So who's not to think that it goes back one to someone creating us? All these video game simulations, my be telling us something yeah i don't know man i'm for it whatever but i thought the same thing when if like if i realize we're in a simulation i'm not going to be depressed i'll just be like i'm just gonna enjoy myself i'm gonna live my life to the fullest even more (laughs) even more so because like who knows what's gonna happen if it's a simulation do i get the restart you never know. Yeah. That could character? be like what we talked about last week with the near death stuff. Like it all ties in. Yeah. You know, if uh, yeah, I don't know. We are who we are. <laughs> That's good. But even if someone's like, I like to think, if someone was individually controlling me and created me, they would have given me a bigger cock. <laughs> I'll just let that one land flat. Put that out in the universe. Let that one land flat. Put it out in the universe, Tyler. It might come true. 
I think I think where I'm at now, it's not going to get any bigger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the next news story, Rod? The next, uh, yeah, my Ferrari can't go through, says Rod Stewart, who's seen on the streets of Essex filling in potholes. <laughs> yeah, here's a simulation problem. Yeah. This is uh, something that you can't make up. No, this is a 77-year-old rock star. I didn't know he was that old. Rod Stewart? Hey, we've had our little... Br- well, not us personally, but someone we know have had a little brush with rubbing Rod Stewart the wrong way before. I know. Apparently, it's not hard to rub Rod Stewart the wrong way. No, you just need some potholes on your street so his Ferrari can't get down. I know, because like, Ferraris are freaking low to the ground. You can't expensive even go over car. a speed bump with a Ferrari. A very expensive car. Where does Rod Stewart live? So the story is that Rod Stewart was uh, seen... Fixing potholes because um, his Ferrari couldn't go down his street. I think it's the street he lives on. Harlow, Essex, which is in the UK. Yeah. It's one of those tiny little English towns. It's probably really cute, but yeah. the roads are shit. Yeah, and Rod Stewart probably has like some castle there. So mansion. Said, people, are, people are bashing their cars up. I don't know why. He's not Australian, is he? No, he's not. <laughs> is he Scottish? Maybe. He might be Scottish. You People are bashing their cars up. Said the other day there was an ambulance with a burst tire. Uh, My Ferrari yeah. got three out all. You might as well be wearing a kilt. I am Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I have Scottish it's not background. Cultural appropriation then. Yeah. <laughs> it's all white people. Are we allowed to do that? It'd be offensive if I did an Irish accent. I don't know what's right or wrong anymore. <laughs> uh, impressions are impressions. So Stewart wore a tracksuit and a high-vis tabard to do the shoveling after he was mocked on Instagram for wearing all white to clean out his garage during the first lockdown. <laughs> what? He went and bought some gray sweatpants after that, eh? Yeah. Like, yeah, wearing all white's not good for cleaning anything, but leave Rod Stewart alone. Yeah, the man's made his money. He can dress how he wants. Should Harlow experience flooding, Stewart will no doubt emerge with sandbags in his glad rags. I'm glad he's taking care of his community, right? Because it sounds like the... Someone asked you. He's got the money, too. Sounds like the no one else seems to be doing it. So he went and got a shovel and he fixed some potholes. I commend the man. Yeah, totally. I can't tell you one Rod Stewart song right now. Uh-huh. Well, do you think I'm sexy and you think I'm horny? I don't know. <laughs> That's Rod Stewart? It's something like that, That's yeah. a Rod Stewart song. I know that song. That's like an 80s Rod Stewart. Before that, he was uh, in The Faces. Oh, well, he's faces? Rod Stewart solo. He's in The Faces. Remember the, you know, I do know the, the Faces. Pub rock band, The Faces. Uh, I still can't give you a song. No? Um, Ma- Maggie? Maggie May? Uh, We're terrible at song titles. <laughs> We're struggling with Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> Staircase to heaven. <laughs> Stairway. <laughs> and they're buying me a staircase to heaven. Even. <laughs> um, yeah, good for Rod Stewart, man. Yeah. Couldn't fix the potholes. Hope he's still on. Does he still go on tour? I'd go see him. Would you? He, he caused a big controversy, I remember, a few years ago because he came to Newfoundland and he was wearing a seal skin jacket. Cause it's you can buy those in, in Newfoundland. That's they. Um, it's sad, but they club and kill seals in Newfoundland. It's a tradition. It's one of like they still do it. It's one of the best materials you can get to like retain heat, and it stays well, dry. Clearly, yeah, seals stay dry and warm. So all he did was just come out and be like, "Hey, I got this ah. cool seal jacket," and then. Pete is going to get a, mad. And then people like exploded and got all mad at him. And then he turned around. And he's just like, 
you know what? I didn't want that seal jacket. They made me wear it. They made me buy it. I think it's cruel. My Somebody probably did when he got there. It was like, hey, Rod, get a jacket, would you? Hey, buy it. Get the jacket. I'd buy one, but they're fucking expensive. There's a would lot you? Of- I don't know. I, pe- I get it. I don't, like, people got all mad at that uh, people wearing those goose jackets and stuff. Yeah, because they're, like. Because they're, they farm fucking Canada geese just to kill them. Why don't um, we need to farm them? Go to any pond in Canada. <laughs> you can just snag a few. Find like, the shittiest geese there that are attacking senior citizens and just I don't know. You know, euthanize I'm, them. I'm becoming more empathetic towards that. Yeah, and yeah. seals, they're aquatic dogs. They're cute. And there's not many of them. There's too many of them, Tyler. But there, at, one point, at one point, wasn't there not many and they're like endangered? No. They're only getting more, they're only getting higher in So population. people don't like, people, I thought people just didn't like seal clubbing because they were endangered, but they, they just not like it because they're they think cute? It's, they think it's because it's cruel. Oh. And they're not endangered, not at all. Well, not in the Maritimes, that's for sure. No. I even noticed that because I used to go out there every summer, worked on whale watching boats. Oh, yeah. See a lot of seals. And it's just every year it seemed like more. And then the one year there's an intense amount of great white sharks out there, which is not a common thing. And that was collating. That was because there's so many seals. But that's nature. Let nature take care of it. I don't think we need to be clubbing them at Isn't there a better way to kill a seal, or do you have to club it? No. Can you shoot it with a gun? (laughs) Yeah, clubbing is like a traditional kind of Inuit way of doing it. You, they sit there beside the hole with a club or a spear because they're waiting for it, and you have to be quick because you never know when it's going to pop up through the hole in the ice, right? And it's going to see you right away and just go right down again. Swack them all. So you have to sit there for like eight hours, just on the ready, just always ready. With a club or a spear. It does seem cruel. People use rifles now. This is modern. Which is also cruel. Yeah. I know it's sad. An animal's dying. But these people aren't killing millions of seals. It's not Japan killing whales for just no reason. They're they're, they're selling things that are practical in Newfoundland because it's cold as fuck there. And it's wet. Yeah. I understand why humans are the way they are. Yeah. That's how the only way people could live in Canada was to kill animals and wear them. Because <laughs> it was so Clearly they live here and they're warm. <laughs> it's like, well, it's like, hey, Bill, I'm, I'm still cold. It's like, why don't you shoot another squirrel? <laughs> shoot yeah. another squirrel, shoot another raccoon, make a hat. Yeah, your, uh, your squirrel, it takes a lot to make a squirrel jacket. Seal's a little bigger. Yeah, you probably need a, at least 50 squirrels. <laughs> There's probably some guy out there with a squirrel jacket, though. I'll probably make one because I think <laughs> I'll make one one day. Well, when the world collapses and we're going after squirrels just to eat, right? Might as well save the fur, and make a cool. Jacket. There's other. You always say squirrels first, but like, there's other things to eat. Apparently, there's seals. Eat a seal before you eat a squirrel. Squirrel I'm in is London, down Ontario. the list. All I see is squirrels. <laughs> yeah, but there's deer. I know there's, there's deer. foxes. There's coyotes. There's coyotes. Yeah, there's a dead deer. Just right along the river here. I found the. Back earlier in the winter, just a full buck, just laying there, dead. It was so creepy. I kept going there, like you should have took his it. head. Well, I went to I went to walk there today, hoping to find the antlers, but it's everything's gone. It's uh, all eaten. It's probably been all ripped to shreds. But it probably fed a bunch of animals this bunch winter. Bunch coyotes. Yeah, but uh, and the other things, birds. But yeah, if I was in a, if, if if the world was collapsing and I had to find food, I probably would have dragged that deer home because it was frozen. 
But it probably would have been full of disease because it didn't yeah. look like it was hit by a car. Or Anytime, anything. well, yeah, that is weird that it was just dead. It might have been full Maybe of disease. Maybe it was killed by another buck. It could have been killed by another buck. It could have broke its leg and just fell and then couldn't find food. Um, every deer I've ever hit in my car, <laughs> which is <laughs> more than one, which is three to be exact, every time I hit a deer, someone in my family is always like, well, did you keep the body? I was like, no, I just let it wander off into the woods. <laughs> and it probably died, but uh, I was more shook up because I hit it in my car. Yeah, you're not thinking about a food oh, source. Yeah, but time. like, I remember like in high school or when I was like younger, people being like, oh, make sure you keep a big buck knife. Like, that's why they call it a buck knife yep. in your car so that if you hit a deer, you can slit its throat and cut its fucking head off <laughs> or, like, butcher it. Or you're supposed to, I guess if you injure it, it the, you're supposed you're to it out of its slit its throat to take it out of its misery. I'm like, I'm not carrying a buck knife in my car. I'm never going to hit a deer and I've hit three. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you have to be a bit of a psychopath to do that, too. I know people who have done it. Or like you know, like you know someone, and then they come and they slit the deer's throat and get the meat before the cops come. I know a lot of people like <laughs> try to get the meat because you're supposed to report it. Yep. And I didn't. I've never. I've hit three deer. I've never reported it. Um, your insurance. You can still tell your insurance that you hit a deer, but I've never called the cops. Mostly yep. because I'm shook up and I just want to get home. And I last time the last deer I hit, I drove my car home with a busted radiator that was on fire just trying to get home before my car blew up or the <laughs> and i did i made it home i was only like a, a concession away from my house well that's good well d- deers aren't safe with you driving around that's for sure heads up deer he's coming for i don't want to hit another one <laughs> I, it, the last one scared the piss out of me and it's not fun the first two they kind of hit me more than i hit them <laughs> Yeah. Well, I split the car between two of them, and one rolled down the passenger side and busted off a mirror. And there was some like deer fur stuck in the bumper, was dented up a bit. And then I might have broke its leg. I turned around and I couldn't find it. And then the other one, like same thing, but down the driver's side. And I don't think it busted the mirror off, or one side busted the mirror off, one side didn't. But both dented up the that one dented up the door a bunch. Like kind of just rolled. I was going fast too. It was late yeah. at night. That was scary because I thought I was going to hit two, like boom, boom. Yeah. No, I, same thing happened to me. It, it ran into my car. There's four or five of them going across the road, and I just blasted through that small window between the, the there's like two up front, and yeah. I could see three more coming up from the ditch right as I passed, and one of them just whacked their head right off ran my in, car. Ran but they kept you. going. Yeah. It didn't fall over or anything. Yeah. Burnt, keep going that's the other thing they they run in herds like that so there is a good chance when one's coming there's a couple more yeah it was a fucking miracle that day same thing i was flying i was in high school too i was just like i'm driving fast i'm cool <laughs> i was trying to get home from a comedy show it was like three in the morning i drove from bracebridge i was coming back from tyler's and just fucking it was like three in the morning and i was close to home again it always I drove from northern ontario back southern ontario and then as soon as i get close to home two deer <laughs> yeah. and then the other one There's i was on my in your area yeah uh, the other way, one i was on my way to a comedy show I was in Guelph, and I didn't make it. But I was, like, a concession away from my house. That one was head-on, like... Got a bit of a pattern going. <laughs> total. Well, it's just probability. Yeah. Probability of me driving at night to comedy shows is pretty high, so that's when the deer are out. <laughs> yep. 
Careful of those deers out there, folks. Yeah, especially comedians that drive to shows. Yep. All right. Well, this was a fun episode. Let's wrap her up here. Yeah. It's a, almost an hour. That's pretty good. We're doomed, man. Uh, yeah, we're doomed. We're, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. We're doing just fine. Doing okay. Doomed.